Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Bonjour. Bonjour. Bonsoir. Me. Oh, yeah. That's the different time zones. You're living in the future, Johnny. How is it over there? Well, that's just... (laughs) (laughs) So it's Wednesday. I should know this, shouldn't I? It is Thursday morning for you. Yeah. Well, Thursday, about lunchtime. And it's Thursday night for you. So what happens in the future? Can you tell me? Who would think that between London and Newcastle is such a time difference? (laughs) (laughs) For, for people who don't know, Alex, um, well, you might be able to tell from his very strong American accent, Alex is based in Florida. Yes, Florida, born and bred. No, not born and bred, <laughs> but I have been, I've been living here for a year and it feels like I might have been living here forever. There's, there's some fun animals out here. Although it's, it's, actually, it's actually cold today. That's a weird one. It's actually like English temperature. It's like 14 degrees, which is wild when it's been 24 for the last seven months. Um, is it is it weird is it weird so i don't know how to ask this question oh how do i ask this question so i i find like accents like speaking to people with different accents is is can sometimes be a bit like you go, you go from having a conversation with someone who has a british accent and you like pick up words in a certain way do you know what i mean like someone people say things and you're almost like on that on that radio frequency of listening to that. And yes. then when you listen, suddenly when you listen to something with a different accent, like there'll be a few words in the first few sentences where you just, you're like, what, what does that mean? And then you're like, all oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know uh, what I mean? Or not? That's, that's very fair. I mean, and now I'm, I've been here for a few years now, so I'm pretty well assimilated. And obviously I speak to people from England all the time. So that, I think that's why I'm asking because you, yeah. so I think if you were just, li- if you're just listening to people with American accents, you would just be fully tuned into that. But you're, it you're, was, it was pretty jarring when I first arrived in the US, though, because there's just different ways. So, like, you know, you're like, all right, mate, you know, like that. <laughs> so they have no clue what that is. <laughs> they, they, like, they, they don't, they just hear it as a, a, a sound. Because it is just a sound, like, all right. It's just like, what? Like, so, what are they imagine, saying? What are they saying instead? They're just like, what? Oh, what are they say, oh, how are you today? Right. Actually, oh no, they don't, they don't say that. They just say hi. If you say how are you, mate, they like think it's kind of a bit weird, like because they're like, what you actually mean like how am I? Like they they are like, oh, you're actually asking how I am. Like, yeah, was that a question or yeah? Yeah. Where, you, the, you, the other yeah. One, yeah. The other one, instead of saying thank you, they go mm-hmm. no, no, no. So yeah. So you if so like this was a weird one, but like in in like a Seven Eleven, you'll buy something and the cashier, I go oh thanks, have a great day, and they'll go. Mm-hmm. You're like, whoa! All right. I was like, all right. Fuck it. <laughs> but it's just that's just like just a thing they do. So, well, unless everyone thinks I'm a prick, that's you know, that's that's the other. We can't rule that out. Let's be honest. That's your experience of it. 
Everyone always gets like, oh, no problem. Where do you just go? Mm-hmm. 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 So that if, so you, much. Mm-hmm. if you if you watch like a, you know, if you like meet up with a group of friends, if there's like six of you. Yeah. If you're in the northeast of England in the UK right now, it would only be six because of the rule of six. But the, like you watch people arrive and everyone just goes like, all right, uh, all right. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Hi, yeah, you're right. Like people say, or someone says, all right. And you say, all right, back. And that's yeah, the conversation. I mean, that's, exactly. That's, that doesn't translate over here. It hasn't made it to the South Florida shores. No. Well, now you're bringing it in. You're going to be the, the frontier of, of people saying, all right. All right. All right. Yes. Right. Let's get into it. But it's just, it's just one of the many benefits of an online business, isn't it? Exactly. If we ran a gym, Alex wouldn't be I, here. I could not, no, I would not. He'd maybe be on Zoom in the corner doing the sessions. <laughs> but I don't think it would quite work. So yeah. No. Um, I just, I guess like people listening maybe don't, maybe don't know. Um, but if you're ever wondering why, like on these videos, it's, it's like starting to get dark for me and Yusuf and it's bright for Alex. He doesn't like live next to the sun or something. It's, he just is in a different well, part of the I world. I basically do down here. That's true. At least compared, compared to Newcastle, you live in a different, you live right next, right next to the sun, don't you? Um, exactly. It's beautiful. Uh, but yes, let's get into today. We're going to be talking about organic growth on social media and why your organic content <laughs> has no chance of actually growing your business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so it doesn't have no chance. In the same way that, like, you could... You, it is possible for you to win the lottery. If you, every yeah. week, you bought a lottery ticket, you have a higher chance of winning the lottery. Or than every, every day you did it three times. As <laughs> some social media advice. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah. We were just looking at a... Um, so I was chatting to uh, Chris Williamson from Modern Wisdom and the guy who does his YouTube channel. And we were looking at another YouTube channel. I'll not say the name because it's a bit controversial. Um, but they are posting 20 times a day at the moment on their YouTube Fucking channel. hell. Yeah. So, like, you take organic content to its end point. It's like, well, how how many times can I post? Yeah. Like, what is the physical limit? But, yeah, so the... I think right now, and I suppose it depends on you listening to this, but right now the main place that people are applying their attention is Instagram. So most coaches we speak to who are applying for propane business, you if they have tried online before, what they are trying typically is promoting themselves on a like a personal page that they've trans- transformed into a business page on Instagram. And they're probably putting quite a lot of time into it. Like, yeah. I think we both see some Instagram accounts where you look at it and you're like, wow, this content is like the quality of the images, the editing that's gone into it, how many stories are uploading every day. It's like, there's a lot, it's very impressive. Yes. But sadly, it just, I mean, you, you most people land at what, what, what I call no man's land, online no man's land, which is like mm-hmm. five or probably less than that, like two to 10 clients typically. Um, and there's, there are some exceptions. And if you're listening to this and you're an exception, you're, you've won, so don't worry about it anyway. But like, if most people land in that zone where they get attention and clients from initially people they know, like yep. 
friends of friends, family yeah, members, friends of family members. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Then you maybe get like the referral uh, side of it. So a lot, you know, if someone says, oh, my business is word of mouth, usually, I know this may upset people, but usually people say that when they don't know why people come to them, right? They don't know what is causing the sales. So it's like, well, people talk, I heard about you through such and such, right? So that's where most people land with organic. And I think a lot of, a lot, again, I don't want to mention any names, and I'm sure it works for some people. I'm being very politically correct here, but um, basically people are being taught. I'll not be to balance, to offset. So Johnny will be politically correct because he's the face of the business, but I'll come in with some hot takes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're an American and no one can do anything. Exactly. You're a different yeah. legal system. Yeah. Um, I'll sue. <laughs> yeah, don't sue Alex. God, you'll get entangled in the, in the US legal system. Be a mess. You don't want that. Um, you don't want that smoke. <laughs> exactly. Entanglement. Um, but yeah, so people are basically taught to post more on social media, basically. Yeah. That's the, the growth strategy um, in the hope that it works. And and I think, I don't really know why it's taught. I can't I can't figure it out unless people just don't want to teach people ads. They it's, don't want to well, teach the page. I, I think it's because of people prefer stuff if it's free. And it's, the, well, it's bank account free. Like the idea of going from rags to riches is a very appealing story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people that feel that they're in the rags situation might not be, might, might not be willing to sort of spend money. Um, and they feel like, why would I spend money if I can just make this work with just my time and expertise? It's a, you know, it's a bit of an ego thing. And it's also like the visibility of now of like fitness influencers like a million followers. It's crazy. Like that's such a large amount of people. Admittedly, like half of them are probably bots, which I still don't quite understand what bots do. Maybe we could talk about that a different day. But like half of them are like fake accounts or whatever, but still having 500,000 people that you feel like, you know, it's very easy to convince someone that if if your social media takes off, you can make a million. You can make a million pounds really easily. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why it's taught so much because it's so appealing. And because if you teach enough people to do something, like I don't know if you've seen the Darren Brown documentary about him with the horse racing. So basically, yeah, I think so. basically, basically what he did was, you know, it was like, I'm going to teach someone to be able to tell them the future. And then he, you know, got this person to basically bet on these races consistently, consistently, and win a million off betting on all these races. Um, because he got all the, you know, this person got all the results right for like 10, 20 races in a row. So that's what that's what he presented at the start. How he did it was there were like a pool of 3,000 people and he'd just get them to place different bets. And then eventually it would shrink to the point there was only one person left. And then that total would be the big total that was, you know, sold as like oh darren brown look at what he did and i think it's almost the same for this social media stuff it's, that is it's a the, brilliant brilliant analogy it's exactly that because there's there is you know there are people out there with the potential to make it massive on social media at the moment or from what we've seen with propane fitness we weren't that really like we've done pretty well at this point and we'll talk about that a little bit later but it's still like we have six thousand followers on instagram that's just chump change. That's absolutely nothing in this world. You know, in terms of like, most people don't make a living off that amount of followers. Um, yeah. So like, 
what I mean, so and then in relation to like this whole Darren Brown thing, is that there's someone that has the potential to be algorithmically favorable, to be visually appealing enough, so that they can use these methods that these coaches teach, and one out of the 4,000 will make a million. And then that will be the poster child. And then from there, anyone that's coming in the front door is going to be told, look at what we did with poster child. We could do that for you. They used our exact methods. And, and that's kind of how it works uh, for the most part, I think. And that's, and that's why it's taught because it's so compelling to people to be like, oh my God, look at all this potential. And, and because I think it's become this kind of social consciousness of like Instagram and online or like social media and online are the same thing when you're running a business, which yeah. is not true. They are different. Like the internet is vast and infinite. You don't just have to have Instagram. You don't just have to have, you know, there's people with like OnlyFans who make way more fucking money than any Instagram person. You know what I mean? Easy. Like, yeah. You know, so it's it's not that like Instagram is some haven platform. It's just that I think it's obviously Instagram sells itself that way because it wants people to spend time on the platform. And, you know, again, that's the other thing is that these social media platforms are incentivized to get as much use as possible and to get people creating as much content as possible that people like. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where we land on that and, and why I think it's such an appealing idea to a lot of people and why a lot of coaches sell it as like the method. Yeah. Yeah. And it like it, the layer deeper of that is um, there are people, there are coaches who have just taken the route of like posted on social media every day and eventually get made it basically like those people exist. Yeah. Um, exactly. And the person that everyone refers to, at least in the UK um, is James Smith because he, yeah. he's a, he's very, um, he's very honest about like, I just have been doing this daily thing for a very, very long time and has multiple book deals and has been on morning TV um, and is doing very well by all accounts. And so it's hard to, to not that, not let that become 50% of the, of the image that you see, you know, but actually you don't see someone listening to this. You don't see the, hundreds of thousands of other people trying to replicate that and failing. Yeah. And I think the the problem is, is that, you know, people can only be only so many people can be the famous influencer with all that, all those followers, right? There's only yeah. so many people that can have that by nature of it. Like everybody can't have a million followers. Everybody can't be the number one influencer in the fitness industry in the UK or wherever you are. Yeah. So and it's also like there's no I think that the biggest danger of all of this and this is part of like why this world's so hard to navigate is that if you take advice it's like it's like taking advice from a world record holder bench presser who has like great technique loads of like just natural genetics short arms and bench yeah. 140 the first time they tried like they'll have a post hoc justification of how they got from 140 to 200 yeah and it might be valuable but like it also might be that well it could have done anything and it would have worked right and the, the danger is listening to that person's advice and thinking that there's some level of repeatability in it and often there isn't when it comes to basically what we're trying to do here is become famous or yeah. gain more fame like gain more following right so and people follow people for lots of different reasons so the, i suppose the if we take someone who is on 800 Instagram followers and they're uploading to social media every day and they have a link in their bio that goes to their Calendly 
or goes to their link tree got, or something. Yeah, got a little link tree and you've got a yeah. little book you and can download. Schedule a one to one call with me. Mm-hmm. Here's my ebook. Here's my website. Built on Wix. Looks awesome. Logo. Every, like all the bells and whistles, basically. And it's like, right, I really want to make online work. 2021 is going to be the year that I, or whenever you listen to this, next year is going to be the year I make online work. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to, like, I've been a bit inconsistent with my social media. I always feel really guilty about it. I should be posting more. I need to, I'm going to post every day for the next 30 days, three times a day. And that's going to be the thing that gets me there. Right. And if we, it's the same as somebody saying, um, I want to, I'm going to lose weight. So I'm going to like, do some random exercise. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm just going to eat a bit, eat a bit more healthily. Like I'm going to cut out sugar. Um, I'm going to drink more water and I'm going to do lots of stuff. Right. But like the underlying calorie balance, progressive overload equation is somewhere in amongst all of that. And we don't really know what's happening with it. And in the same way, if we look at organic posting, like what is happening, right? How do you grow an organic following? Well, you have to gain new followers somehow. And usually the content that does that is not the content that gets someone to buy, typically. Yes. So you've got to start doing like playing the reels game and, and getting trying to become viral with things that you post. And then people follow you, but they're not really sure why they're following you. And then you hope that they find their way through your social media. And well, in the fitness world, it's normally because they think you're hot. Yeah. That's probably my in Instagram context. In Twitter, maybe different, but like Instagram for the vast majority, it's that like, Oh, look good naked, probably. Yeah. That's that's because basically it's visual, yeah. right? It's a visual platform. So if you look yeah. good naked, it, it certainly helps. Or probably not naked. You probably aren't on Instagram if you're naked. Um, well, people think you look good naked. Uh, what, yeah. think you would look good naked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um but basically, like basically the the input output relationship between that is not does not match. It yeah. is heavily skewed in the favor of lots of input which favors the uh, the platform, right? You're putting lots of stuff on there. And the output you get is maybe some maybe some inquiries, if yeah. you're lucky. But if you and wanted it's... to get double the inquiries, what would you have to then do, right? It's no one knows. And yeah. this is really my problem with it is that like, it's easy to give people this activity, like give someone the activity of, well, if you're not, if you want to make your business grow, you have to do lots of stuff. And if your business isn't growing, you just aren't, you haven't been doing this stuff long enough because you can always come back to it being their fault. Yeah. Right. You can always come back to like, oh, well, you would be doing better if you'd been posting more consistently. You'd be <laughs> you doing posted, better. Hold on. You posted 10 times, you posted 10 YouTube videos today. <laughs> if you posted 20, you might make it finally. But, yeah. you know, you can always and, just say that. And like the, I think the most heartbreaking thing about it is a lot of people think it's the content. Right, they think it's the things that they're saying, when actually just not enough people are seeing it. Yeah. And the reason not enough people are seeing it is because that's just how the internet works. <laughs> right. That's just how these platforms have to work. Everybody can't get infinite traffic. Yeah. Equally, how do these businesses actually work? Like if we take Instagram and Facebook, like I don't know what their revenue is. It's in the billions, right? So lots. Lots. Big number bigger than any number you've ever seen probably certainly more money than you've ever seen in your life yes <laughs> and probably uh, ever will and probably ever will so they make that annually how like because they charge people to 
get access to the thing that you're trying to get access to, which is people to see your yeah, yeah. attention. Yeah, basically. So they have all of that. They can do whatever they want with all of that. And the way that they run their business, what their shareholders are expecting, how they pay their employees, how they pay the rent on their offices, was Mark Zuckerberg's bonus at the end of the year, all comes from ad spend, right? Yeah. So you have to try and look at it from their perspective. Why would they give you more than what you're getting, right? It's not in their interest to do that because they can't do that with everybody, right? They can't yeah. give Kim Kardashian and you the same level of organic free, basically, following or free traction, free traffic, because you're not, at least as far as they're concerned, doing the same thing for the platform. It doesn't matter how busy you are. It doesn't matter how good your captions are. It doesn't matter what hashtags you put in. Yeah, It's just not going to suit them. And I think people forget sometimes that these platforms are profit-seeking businesses that <laughs> yeah. are trying to make... They don't, like, money. exist as a natural landscape. They're well, not, like mountains and you've got to learn how to navigate mountains like it's it's not the same thing and people have this like uh they get like annoyed when these platforms do things as though that shouldn't be allowed to happen yeah you know i mean i'm not going to get into all the data privacy stuff but people got really upset about when mark zuckerberg was in congress and getting interviewed and everybody has really strong opinions on it and he just like keeps coming back to like well it's in that it's in our terms and conditions like people sign up for Facebook, people sign up for Instagram, they they tick these boxes, they agree to these things. But because it's just like part of the, as you said now, like social media is also the internet. So people yeah. think, well, when I go onto the internet, I'm also on social media. Yeah. And so like, it's not fair for social media to do these things to me when actually they're just monetizing attention and they monetize attention for people who can run ads. So you can have the best content, you can have the best images, captions, the best bio, the best whatever, but just not enough people are going to see it. Yeah. And that really, it doesn't really matter how busy you are over the next year, probably not enough people still will see it. So if you think like eight, you have 800 people on your Instagram, if you are really, really good, you can get 1%, 2% of those people to work with you. Yeah. And that, that one to 2% of people will be dragged out over a couple of years and the the remaining 98% of people will just get progressively more and more sick of seeing the stuff that you post. Uh, the 20 posts a day. Yeah. yeah. So, like, how do you get around that? Well, you have to, if you, we assume you can work with 1% of your audience, to get one more potential client, you've got to be really shifting some followers, right? You've got to be gaining new followers at a rate that probably is, like, 10% of your account daily. Yeah. Right? So, so... How do you do that? And that's where people just run into these brick walls all the time with, with trying to make this work is that like the, when you really boil it down, you know, we, if for a sales funnel for us to work really, really well, it's 3% of people and yeah. those people are brand new every time. Mm-hmm. And they're very, very tight. It's not like your mum's mate who happens <laughs> to follow you, right? It's people who are looking at the ad that you've seen because you've asked these platforms to show it to only that group of people. And you've paid the platforms to show you've it. You've paid the platform, people. yeah. A hundred of those people come in, only three of them buy. And that's a really strong performance. So like, how are you going to get anywhere close to that with just the endless possibilities of things that, you know, you do something and the, you get 10 followers, you get a hundred followers, but 90 of them are doing it because like they thought it was a funny video. 
Yes. Right. And that yeah. there are, there are so many things wrong with it. There are so many things wrong with it. And I think the thing I wanted to talk about at the start of this video was that I did it. I think I did a podcast back near the start of this, uh, the business podcast existing where I basically spoke about how for the first time ever, so it's about a year ago, for the first time ever, we'd made more sales in a day revenue wise from organic, from free things than ads. And that was, excuse me, 10 years after starting. So, I mean, if you want to make organic work, just do it for the next 10 years, but you'll probably have to change platform. Um, several times. Several times, probably. But I don't know. Maybe these things are institutions now, but that's what they said about MySpace. <laughs> well, I think, like, I don't know whether you saw in the, uh, in the news yesterday, Facebook are being sued. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. So like, I don't know how, it's always hard to know how much to put into these, like when you read these stories, but they're being sued and uh, with people pushing them to split up. So like to, to split up uh, WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, because they're, oh, well, they're basically, they're are, they are too much of an yeah. institution. Um, yeah. But like we, you know, we put, we have like 18 and a half thousand followers on our Facebook page and that was the main thing. And we'd spent so long perfecting that and basically playing the same game that everyone's playing now thinking, well, this will never end. Why would it ever end? And it literally ended overnight. Like literally like you post on a, one day you post and suddenly like, why is, why has no one seen the post? Yeah. And then I, I, hold on. How does Facebook make? Uh, right. (laughs) Got to pay to play. And then everyone gets angry about it. But like, if you think about it from their perspective, who, who do you want on the platform? Like, do you want, you want people who are serious enough at, at this, that they are, they're running businesses that can, that have an ad marketing budget. Yeah, they're putting risk into it as opposed to being able to throw any hot tech yeah. out there for free like Bose. and not see any consequence. Bose headphones, they can advertise on my platform, no problem. Yeah. Like They'll probably run a really good ad, they'll get a marketing, they'll have a marketing department. Or like, so I could serve that on someone's feed tomorrow, or I could serve your Canva infographic that's trying to get someone to join your Christmas challenge. And when they don't know you, why would they do that? Like there's just not, there's nothing in it for them really. Yeah. Um, other than bit potentially pissing off the, the user of the platform. So it took us a long time to get organic to work. Why is that? Well, I suppose we are just like the, whether we're, we're the every man of this, like we aren't influencers. We aren't, we're not naturally gifted at being on social media. We don't, neither of us have this desire to put our social lives or our personal lives on social media. Um, some people do. Um, but even if you do, and even if you are really good at it, there is a probably like one in a thousand chance of it being immediately being reliable as a, yeah, as a like, business. Even if you were like a narcissist that had the energy to just put yourself out there and feel like you were amazing, as you say, like the odds are still low. Like I'm sure there's as many a narcissist who's failed at this and then has to confront that. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see, we'll see that more and more as time goes on well, and then I, some of them will be successful because they have the drive to be constantly posting stuff. And I, I think if the narrative was different, like instead of like the Gary Vaynerchuk narrative or the business coach narrative of like, you just need to be putting out more content, more content. If the narrative was, well, this is more likely than not, or it's more, it's more, <laughs> the odds are against you, right? This is more likely to not work for you at all than it is to work you're more likely to spend all this time trying to build your Instagram and it never actually turn into anything. 
than to see any kind of success of it. I wonder how many people would continue. Because if, if you do it for six months and it doesn't work, what do you change? Like, what, what have you learned from that experience? You think, oh, well, I did a hundred posts. They were all different. All the captions were different. I posted at different times. I did loads of Instagram stories that don't exist anymore. So I'm going to pivot my strategy, but I don't really know what didn't work and, and why. Versus someone who takes the route of like, I'm just, I'm never going to win that game. I know I need relevant eyes. I need relevant attention on the th- skills that I have. So I'm going to build something that allows me to pay for that by like, if I can pay Facebook a hundred pounds, pay Instagram a hundred pounds, pay Instagram or uh, pay YouTube or Twitter or LinkedIn a hundred pounds, yeah. they give me relevant attention. And I somehow figure out how to get 110 pounds out of that sequence, right? Then I well, I can keep doing that. And what's the best thing about it is if it doesn't work, I know exactly which point in the process didn't. Yeah. So, right, okay, my my ad that I put out there didn't get this, the right click-through rate. So that means I need to work on my creativity. I need to think more about my market. Or maybe I'm targeting the wrong people. Maybe I got loads of the right people, but loads of them said they didn't understand a specific part about how I frame my offer. So I, well, I can improve that. And so suddenly six months down the line, yes, you've, you've put the same work in, but now you've got this sequence that works and you've got a way to just pay for the right attention. Yeah. You, you pay in, in money instead of time. And I think the most important thing is you've got repeatability, you've got predictability, you've got measurability. It's not just here, have my soul for six months, have, have everything that you can take from me for six months. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. And I'll have to do something else. So that that's why I cannot figure out why post more on, on organic social media is like the go-to strategy. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, I'm sure it will, it'll work for the minority of people. Um, but like, what do you do as you say, when Instagram's algorithm changes? Yeah. Or, you know, does everyone just move to TikTok now? Who knows? I don't know if that'll, I don't know if that'll even show up in the recording, but I did a dumb TikTok move because I was silent. Because I was silent, it might not have shown. But I guess we'll see. We will see, yeah. Imagine, well, if you didn't see it, imagine it was amazing. If you saw it, you'll know that it wasn't amazing. So <laughs> there you go, guys. Do you have TikTok? Uh, I, I tried it, but... It, it, do, it honestly seemed creepy to me as a platform. Like, I don't want to watch. I don't want to be serve fifteen year olds. Like mm, it's a bit weird. Away. Like it just—it's a strange thing. A bit Jeffrey Epstein is how I might phrase it. But that's that's all I've got to say for now. So if you want to send a lawsuit my way, <laughs> send it. Send um, it by if, if I go missing. That's all I'm going to say. You we'll know, know why. We've got know why. The TikTok mafia. <laughs> the TikTok Illuminati. Here's something totally unrelated. This is a real, a real tangent. Did you see SpaceX's launch? What is it like in person? Because I was in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Genuinely, I did see a launch when he launched a rocket recently. I saw it out the back garden. Wow! You can see it, you can see it in the sky. Off so this was yesterday. Not yet. No, not yesterday. No. I didn't know there was one. Was that a Cape Canaveral? Or was it a different place? Right, so I don't know where it was, but it's the basically what was interesting about it was um, they like, and I'll probably get bits of this wrong, but you, they send a rocket up, and then it 
belly flops. So it like rotates oh. and drops horizontally down to earth. And then at the last minute turns its rocket on and lands itself back again. But it, but it blew up. Oh, got it. But all of this, what I love about all of this, and this is not related at all, but what I love about all of this is that it's all just because that's how you have to land on Mars. So he's, they're, they're trying to get a spaceship that can that can flop down and then just go and just right itself up. And so they just they tested it by just sending a really expensive rocket up into the sky and just hoping it works. That's so <laughs> tough. So there's an Elon Musk interview just gone on YouTube recently. Just more content on social media. Do you, do you think people get fired then? Does that make sense? Like you yeah. don't like work when a project goes wrong. Or, I, I don't know. Like because is that I think, a fire like the shit blew up, or does do you think Elon's just like, well, which I don't think they were expecting it to work. To be honest, first time. Mm-hmm. It's like so. It's, it's data collection. Yeah. They, well, they, 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 it was so close to working. That's the thing about it. Like it for a first crack. Like, it basically just landed a bit quick, and it blew up. But, like, all the headlines are SpaceX's new new rocket, like, explodes in ball of flames. But if you watch it, it actually, like, it lands like that, and it's just a bit fast. <laughs> and when you consider what they've achieved, it's like, fair play, mate. So there you go. The Propane Podcast will be coming to you from Mars for the next episode. <laughs> but he, Elon says in this interview, he thinks... What did he say? Six years, he thinks, humans will land on Mars. Four years, maybe. Six years, high confidence. Um, Be interesting to go those, it's, it's, fun, it's fun with those, though, because you could just throw out any hot take. Like, stuff that is so out there. Because, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, you know, in six years, we'll be growing, we'll be growing uh, crops on Mars. And then, like, no one's going to, you know, you can't well, say that. No one's got more information about it than him. Exactly. So That's no great. one can argue with him. But, like, I kind of hope he's right. I think it'd be cool. It would be cool. What, In, what's, what would lifting on Mars be like? I feel like there's... I feel like there's less gravity on Mars. It's like a trophy. Mars yeah. would not compete well at the Olympics. Well, it's weird that, like, suddenly 200 kilos is not the same. <laughs> I just... what Catch me posting PBs on Mars. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> My Wilkes is going to go through the fucking roof. Although I guess, I guess I weigh less, so I'd have to weigh myself on Earth and then take my Mars total. Why does that matter? Doesn't matter what you weigh. Well, for, isn't it? Well, for Wilkes, is it? Oh, for, right. I see. I'm just going to go and do a 400 kilo deadlift. First thing I do. Nice. I'm going to arrange <laughs> for a calibrated set, a calibrated Alico set to be there, because obviously you and I will be in one of the first missions to Mars oh when they leave, when they see this podcast they'll be like Elon's gonna be like Johnny and Alex <laughs> get, get them on the first they, one, as soon, they as, soon, one. <laughs> as soon as we can sort out this flopping lark we're gonna get the call they'll listen and think well he's he's seen a couple of the spaceships from his window so <laughs> he, he watched the interview and, oh he watched the interview that, oh the, the, we love these guys loyal loyal would you, would you would you go uh, I'll take a little while, probably. Let someone else go first. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe that's that's wrong, but who knows? It, it seems quite a high to, to potentially lose all consciousness and not exist anymore to be the first one to go to Mars. Yeah, I don't need the bragging rights. Well, you wouldn't have them. Well, no. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's more the time commitment in getting there 
and then getting back. I don't think what, it's like a weekend what, what, trip. What would you do? I think just what? whatever whatever I was told. <laughs> From start to finish. Start to finish. Like I'd have my passenger. But I think ultimately, like coming down and landing on Mars, you'd you'd probably just listen to the the person in charge, wouldn't you? The supervisor. She's yeah. Like she's like, go over there. Go over. There. Yes. Sorry, madam. Yes. Uh, uh, just terrified. But then, maybe, what if they just start fucking with people? Oh, that'd be funny. Like the first, like once they've got stuff figured out, every like new passenger that comes up, they just make this elaborate thing you have to do. Oh yeah, this is called depressurizing. You have to do like a silly dance, and everyone's just taking the piss out of you. That's amazing. That's <laughs> great. There's no baseline. There's no absolutely none. God, I think there's there's big scope to get like a, a like the pilot that does the landing with a good sense of humor. Yeah. So just like That's... as you come in, in final entry, you just go, oh. <laughs> guys man, that's, some, that's some shit that Elon will pull though isn't it because he does that on Tesla like the show off mode just yeah. that with like <laughs> you, you seen like the video the, the, the Tesla in London in show off mode have you seen that yeah yeah. what just a feature to have pretend crash mode yeah like red lights klaxon some kind of speaker coming on saying like brace 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 and then you just land fine the flop has gone wrong the flop has gone wrong the flop has flopped exactly well, anyway guys it's been beautiful speaking to you we'll speak yeah. to you again soon social media mars and evil sense of humor there you go goodbye bye want to learn more about the systems we use to run build and scale propanefitness.com head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build propane fitness we walk through the sales systems the delivery systems follow-up remarketing how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24 7 we really do cover the full thing right and if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.